Hello! Welcome back to Talking Touring, the greatest podcast in the world about touring with me, Liam Sexton, and the beautiful, the sensual, Craig Leach. How you doing? You alright? How's your mum getting? She alright? Make sure you call her, check up on her. She worries. Anyway, this week we've got Tom Campbell. What a guy. What a conversation. Tom's an amazing lighting designer. Um, He's worked with a multitude of artists across the world, Um, most notably uh, 30 Seconds to Mars, um, which comes up in this. Uh, Jared Leto is basically his boyfriend. It's fucking brilliant. Um, He is also part of the London-based design agency, Mirad, along with having recently launched a clothing line specifically designed for touring crew uh, called Standby Technical Gear Company. You may have noticed that yesterday on our Instagram, we posted something about this because they've been gracious enough to offer us a 10% discount to our listeners um, on their website, on your entire order. Not on one thing, not on two things, not even on three things, on all the things that you want to order. The whole order, you get 10% off. Um, All you need to do is head to their website, um, which you can find in the link in uh, the description for this episode, and enter the code TT10 at checkout to get your hands on all those goodies. Anyway, I'll stop blathering on. Enjoy the episode. Peace. Hello, mate. Hey, fellas, how are we doing? That Very is good. a hell of a background. Is that two swords behind you? Two swords, yes, yes. So there's a, there is there's, there's multiple stories behind those, but uh, at this, so they used to be downstairs. Sorry, I'm just trying to mess around with my headphones. They're not working at the moment. No, that's so fine. I think I just broke my IEMs. I haven't used them in so long. I forgot how to use them. But anyway, <laughs> <You're> um, <joking. laughs> um, yeah. So they used to be downstairs, um, and then there's there's something going along in going on in our lives at the moment. Um, where well we, we've become foster parents. So, oh wow, amazing! Congratulations, it's really quite cool. But um, on one of the on one of the reports, there was a, a note saying that they were oppressive or um, uh, unfriendly or something like that. I don't know. I can't so they've moved up to, up to my office. But with the world turning into um, uh, Zoom a Zoom fest now, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. So what they actually are industry awards, which is kind of cool. So it's, it's a talking point. You know what I mean? Um, the industry awards are they? That's awesome. Is that better? Yeah. Better. Oh, I thought yeah. you'd talk about the seventy-one SG first. If I'm honest with you. Yeah, uh, I mean that that is amazing, but the swords <laughs> were just like uh, straight away. <laughs> so they're a they're a thing called the Night of Illumination Awards. Perfect. And, we yeah, were actually so going to talk to you about this. I didn't realize they give you a fucking sword. Yeah, neither did I in the first time, and I was shit faced when they. Uh, <laughs> um, the, first, the first time I went there was um, it was the first time I'd even spoken in public or anything like that and the first time I, the first time I won one I'd, and I've done like three or four shots of tequila with the boss of Averlights who makes the uh, the lighting desks I use oh. and uh, I think I said well I said something along the lines of um, you're giving a sword to someone who's watched far too much Game of Thrones so you only have yourself <laughs> to blame and I got a laugh in Troxy in London which is 3,000 3, people so that put me at ease I just thank, thank the uh the crew and then uh cracked on i guess but uh 
Yeah. They're pretty good. Apparently the first year that they, they gave them out, um, uh, they, they the guy who won it took it home on the tube and got arrested. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not fucking surprised. <laughs> so, now, so now they post them to you. But uh, Yeah, that's a yeah. good idea. <laughs> yeah. How are you the coolest award ceremony ever. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. Just considering all, all we're doing is flashing a light near a band, you know, I mean, it's cool. But um, Alcohol and swords as well. It doesn't get much cooler than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> alcohol, roadies and swords. That's a fantastic mix. It's not dangerous yeah. at all, it's is it? It's not dangerous in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys? You all good? Yeah, so all things considered, not too bad, to be honest with you. Um, just kind of, I'm still adjusting, I guess, in some way to living a life without touring. Being, mm-hmm. Which is even though it's been nearly a year now, is like insane. Because I'm sure like you've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. I was looking at your CV early when we were doing some prep. You've toured for a long time, as have we. So it's been like 10 years of just never really being home for more than seven months. Yeah. Or sorry, never really being home and I being know, away I, from for around seven mean, yeah. months. <laughs> um <clears throat> and now just in the house constantly. <clears throat> it's such a weird place to be. Like well, my mentally. wife hasn't killed me yet. Yeah, my wife hasn't killed me yet. But uh, see, that's a good sign. That's yeah, a very good 100%. sign. One hundred percent. But in all seriousness, in all seriousness, though, you 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 do build this dynamic with your partner where, with with the nicest will in the world, you are away for X amount of time. And there are times maybe I feel like I'm like my if my bag's in the way, it's set off the balance a little bit. If you know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not in a major negative way or anything like that, but I'm, I'm looking at this like sabbatical as a bit of a, in a very positive way that I've, I've got a three-year-old son and mm-hmm. my last tour was literally two days before his second birthday and oh, wow. he's just had his third birthday. So I've had pretty much bar a couple of live streams here and there. I've, I've, I've had pretty much a whole year, like especially two to three where they're building their personality, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's amazing. That's, mon- that's money can't buy territory. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, so. I'm definitely just trying to focus on those positives for now, and, and yeah. But uh, so you I do were know what you mean. at the start of 2020 as well. Then did you manage to get one in before all this? Well, yeah, often I, I did a show. I did the show at the end of last January at the Roundhouse with for a guy called John Grant. But that was it pretty much because I was I was planning on taking January, February, March of 2020 off. Yeah. Oh, right. so it kind of worked out almost. <laughs> I've done something similar. I'd, I'd actually, so 2019 was so busy that I decided I'm taking off like January to, well, I finished tour in February and I was like not going to go back until festival season. Yeah. So I was kind of prepped for it and then it just got worse and worse. <laughs> mm. It's a, it's a little bit work tough, with John Grant, actually. It's crazy. Sorry? I did. A, I was guitar teching for John Grant for a couple of tours back in. Nice. Was that with Peter? Yeah, with Peter nice. back in like 2014, 15. Cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah. They've been going a while now. Yeah. And it, it's just it's just picking up speed and rolling like a yeah. what is it a, a stone with some moss and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's uh yeah it's it's really nice to see because John, as you probably know, is just one of the most, like most charming people I've ever met. Yeah. Yeah, and when me and me and Fran were over in Iceland on our four-year late honeymoon, he, was, <laughs> he lives in Reykjavik, and we we managed to go for coffee and just hang out away from from the uh, the touring world, as it were, a little bit. But That's which nice. is always nice, and you don't often build that relationship up with a with an artist. But um, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a he's a lovely, lovely, lovely chap. They're, uh, yeah, they were good tours. It was very easy <clears throat> to tour with him and all of them. And Chris is Chris Pemberton still playing with him. He is, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a great. I, th- I think it was, it was at the start of um, uh, the last album. There's a great picture of Chris in the taxi with his head in his hands, and the <laughs> caption was, um, 
uh, Chris has just signed on for another year with me or something like that. <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's very much there and uh, a huge part of the uh, the fun on tour. Um, but yeah, you, what you hit the nail on the head there. I think um, it's easy. It's yeah. easy touring. There's no dramas. Um, uh, and it's just fun. It's good music. Well, you yeah. could touched upon something there that like is one of my favorite things about the music industry is that obviously when we were prepping for this, uh, Craig wasn't really sure if he'd met you or anything or had any connection to you at all. Sure. And within the first five minutes of a conversation, realized you both work with the same artist. At some <laughs> Maybe point. different times. Passing at different times. Night, all of yeah. that, we, 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 are, we are bonded by, um, uh, again, a money can't buy uh, connection. Yeah, absolutely. It's insane. Yeah. Absolutely it's insane. It's a pleasure to finally properly meet you. Absolutely, my friend. This is wonderful. <laughs> by, by the medium of Zoom. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that happened to me not too long ago, actually. I was doing some stuff in the summer last year at Abbey Road, and the <clears throat> um, systems tech we had come down from Capital, a guy called Tom Gardner. And when I was doing the advance and I saw his name, I was like, that's familiar. I don't know why I know him. I've no idea, but that's, some, that's definitely familiar. Then he turned up and we had this conversation because he was like, I recognize your face. And I was like, I recognize your face. It turned out we toured together about four or five years ago and both completely right. forgotten. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah I, I, that's happened to me on a, on a few different occasions with whether it was, uh, so recently I, I just did a, um, a live stream with a band called Tesseract and their front of house yes. engineer, um, Isaac, we were, we were, we were there for the whole, like the first, first day going, we've worked together before. And we've all been in these situations with, with local crew in, mm-hmm in Germany or whatever, like we've, we've worked together before, how you doing? Nice to see you. Can't remember, it'll come to us, blah, 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 blah. Um, it turns out like he'd been local crew at the uh, Cardiff Globe when I was doing Frank Carter there years ago, you know what I mean? And instantly, you, you again, you have this connection where you, you, yeah. it's just unspoken and it's like, oh, cool, yeah, we're mates, it's cool, yeah, let's, let's, yeah. let's crack on. <laughs> it's brilliant. We don't remember each other from hating or falling out with each other, <laughs> so we're good friends. <laughs> it must have been a good experience. Yeah. yeah, it's not good if you remember about 20 minutes after that conversation that you're like, oh, yeah, the reason I don't remember you is because you were a cunt last time threw we met. I threw that shit off my tour bus, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love how you've dropped the C-bomb in the first 10 minutes. Oh, mate, that puts me right the C-bomb in this. <laughs> Liam's throwing them around willy-nilly, mate. They come up all the time on this. Right. <laughs> right. This will be a complete success. Yeah. I hope so, <laughs> I hope so. 100%. Um, so we talked to I was saying to Craig before we started this, we talked together very, very briefly a while brief. ago. It was only like a, what a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, something like that. Maybe. No, maybe not it even. It wasn't that. very long at all, no. was it? Um, no. but that was very, very short and sweet. But you've had, I was like I said, I was looking at your CV, like a hell of a long career, like a really, really strong career, just so many names on there. Who has been your favorite? person that you've either worked with in the past or still currently do work with well that's a question isn't it i, I mean <laughs> i i'm I, I count myself very very lucky that i've managed to work with quite a lot of artists that i respect and and i'm a fan of um a particular highlight that comes straight to mind is um uh i was working with a band called hell is for heroes they're not the biggest <sighs> band in the world I love Hell is for Heroes. That's exactly the reaction. It's either with with Hell is for Heroes, the reaction is never heard of them or yeah, yeah. Yeah. But long story short, when I was on the when I was um, uh, taking the bus to college to learn how to to do my technical theatre course, yeah, I was listening to the Neon Handshake, which is their first record, and it it came round. And in 2018, it was 15 years of that record, and Mm -hmm. ended up writing the tour, which was as 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 ticking this like as ticking things off the list of things to do goes. 
that's a, that's quite high up there for me. I love that feeling when you get when you look in your email and then suddenly it's like, what, what, how the fuck do these people know who I am? <laughs> yeah. well, I had to, I had to delete. Happened? I had to delete the email back saying I'll do it for free, and then we had to. <laughs> yeah. I'll sleep on it. Yeah. I'll pay you. Just let me come. Yeah. I'll pay you. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> It is really nice when you start to get that that level of respect from like people you've looked up to for so so long. You know, like we um, we recently did uh, a podcast here, which with one of Craig's clients, which is Anti Flag, and I've listened nice. to Anti Flag since I was fucking twelve years old, like one of the first punk bands I ever met. And then sitting down and have a conversation with two from Anti Flag was sort of like a that's so cool how the fuck did this happen to me like what, what where did i go in my life to get <laughs> to this point it's so weird but it and is think, an amazing thing yeah and i think the one, that's one of the things i've been trying to focus on in this covid break as it were from touring is i hadn't quite realized because i've been doing this for about 13 14 years now i hadn't quite realized mm. how non-stop it had been even though i've, I've got married and i've had a kid and all of that sort of stuff uh all, the, all of the the personal life goals have happened yeah. i hadn't quite um, realized how <clears throat> busy I had been and how constantly busy I had been until mm-hmm. you take this forced pause, as it were, to yeah. reflect and actually go, I'm quite proud of that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know I, mean? I couldn't and, agree more with you on that. It's it's so weird looking back now and being like, it didn't feel that busy or it didn't feel that intense. And now it's, yeah, I've got yeah. so many good memories and stories like <laughs> that I've forgotten. <laughs> 100%. And, that's, yeah. and, and I think that's because the vast majority, the 95% of our industry love what we do. This is this is our hobby we've turned into a job and it's yes. a very privileged position to be in. And I hope that the other 5% that we've all met who are grumpy and don't want to be on tour have actually taken this opportunity to go, oh, I, I, get, I, I travel around the world on someone else's credit card here. Yeah, this is a privilege. Yeah. Yeah. I, get to, I get to flash lights at my favourite bands. I get to restring vintage guitars that are worth thousands of pounds you know what i mean it's yeah i'm 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 hoping at least for the first 20 minutes of when we get back that's come up in in all of these is is do we reckon when we go back to it everyone's gonna forget how to be a bellend for an amount of time or is it going to be straight back to production managers screaming at random people for no reason whatsoever <laughs> well i said 20 minutes i think we've got at least the first sound check and we'll, we'll go from there <laughs> yeah. yeah until <laughs> the singer loses a passport which will be about after sound check then yeah it's 100%. back to normal again <laughs> 100%. <laughs> oh my god so you've been working on standby clothing now yeah uh, i can see you're wearing a standby hat yeah and that's what? honestly I'm, I'm wearing this i've been this is the prototype of the hat and I've been wearing it for about seven months since it arrived with me. Genuinely, it hasn't left my head. I I love um, it. I absolutely love it. What brought that around? Was that like a pre pre COVID sort of idea that you've been working on, or was it? I mean, look at that. It's amazing. I mean, Obviously, no one's going to see hook. this. Got a sharp, but it's got a little holder. little oh. sharpie holder on the hat, and like I've got one of the shirts. It's got a little you have uh, that was, for that was, the radio. Yeah, that was going to be my next thing. You were one of the first. Um, supporters so genuinely thank you very very much no, I absolutely love it I looked at the site and it's just <clears throat> so practical it's like not, I don't know how no one has really thought this through before in that you know these little touches that you can provide to clothing specifically for the music industry is amazing yeah. it is just little touches like that little radio hook amazing it's yeah. such a little idea but it works wonders little sharpie holder on the hat 
perfect. It's great. Amazing. That's, that's really and the, so the yeah so the sharpie holder came from I I used to I used to put a sharpie up here. Yeah, and so then for whatever reason, lives, yeah, yeah just, but for whatever reason, one leaked one day, and then for two days, I had this big black splot. No. Oh, so, so that was like, well, we got to sort that out because if that's happening to me, yeah. that's happening to everyone else. Um, sweaty yeah. mess in front of the house with a big sharpie stain on the side of his head. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so standby. It's been a, it's been a concept for a while, um, yeah. and I, I think uh, I trademarked the name at least three years ago. Oh wow! Um, I'm not going to lie to you. At one point. And this was only ever an idea. It was going to be called On Standby, and it was going to be a podcast. Okay. And it was going to be, and it was right. going to be no um, me backstage at festivals, spontaneously in inverted commas, mm. meeting my mates and just chatting. But it would have obviously been like, a, a yes, yeah, yeah, like yeah. when you see who's who's on the bill. But um, we're definitely um, not stealing that idea, Craig. No, 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 please. If, if anything comes out of this episode, if you want to do that, that sounds like a great idea. In association with Standby Technical Gear Co. Of course. Um, <laughs> no, no, but um, but then me and my so I've, I've gone into business with my brother-in-law, yes, who is a QVC presenter and entrepreneur. Um, and where QVC the the shopping channel, shopping channel, one hundred percent, yeah. Dude, so that, yeah, so where my contact and my knowledge end, his kind of mm. takes over and vice versa. I think so. We're Amazing. kind of working working very nicely together and it's always been this thing that at family gatherings we'd, we'd be chatting about what if what if we could do that what what if if we had the time let's do this and then we in april we had the time and uh, we had a lot of concepts already written down and like little ideas and notes on on iphones and stuff like that and the process was incredibly sped up by um by this covid break you know i mean we had time to focus on yeah it. so we that's exactly what we did so Standby Technical Gear Co. Is, is, has been born, you know what I mean? And it's, um, it's this is only the beginning of what we've got mm-hmm. planned, genuinely. We, we, we want to make this a, um, not just not just a, a t-shirt company, you know what I mean? We, we want to yeah. make this a community, a brand, and um, making touring safer and more enjoyable. And um, and I'm not saying it's not at the moment, but you know what yeah. I mean? Like, there, there are things that, and it's not just rock and roll and concerts, it's all of the same problems like the Sharpie or the, um, the radio clip. Yes. That goes into TV world, that goes into opera, that exactly. goes into uh, musical theatre, you know what I mean? And one we one thing we've found since uh, going onto social media and stuff like that is that um, cabin crew for airlines are on standby for their flight and their crew, you know what I mean? And the pit crew for motorsport, they're on standby for exactly. their race. So we yeah. may have accidentally been slightly clever with this branding. Um, so let's see <laughs> what happens with that. But like we've... Like, the, the USB stick here, one of my pet peeves is having to get between a Mac and a, and a desk. A huge so got, fucking issue, yeah. Yeah. So it's got USB-C on one end and it's got USB, regular USB on the other end. So you just don't, don't need dongles or anything like that. And then we actually stuck uh, micro USB on it as well. So that if you, want, if you want to take stuff off a GoPro or something like that or an Android phone or something like that, it's just a one-stop shop, you know what I mean? So we're, we're really, trying to, we're really trying to just make everyone's life smoother and more enjoyable. Well, that's and it. we've got we've got grand ideas and, and, um, and, uh, maybe having like a little community backstage at festivals. Like we're joking around with club Caribbean or something like that instead of club Tropicana. <laughs> but, um, and we're, tra- we're trademarking that right now. Yeah, um, definitely but, do. You do. know what I mean? Like, like a, a crew centric area <laughs> yes. where that maybe, uh, bands would be allowed in, but there is, they're the guest of the crew. And if, the crew Instead don't want you coming around. in, yeah, spinning fantastic. it around. Yeah. And you know how, like, um, I've got to be very careful here because this is a sweeping generalisation, but 
Um, we love some, those on this yeah, show. Far away. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. cool. Um, certain festivals in the UK, backstage isn't great for crew or bands, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, in, yeah. and in Europe, uh, it's, it's a very different different mm-hmm. um, case where backstage there might be a swimming pool at Van Casim or hammocks or just... Or a hairdresser just, or a free bar. A hairdresser, or, yeah, exactly. yeah. So the, the grand idea might be one day, two or three years down the line or whenever we can do it, is have a little like pop-up backstage if we can make this work but again you mentioned you mentioned a hairdresser my uh my business partner owns two of them you know what i mean so that might be You're a thing. yeah maybe a, a mobile laundrette or a tattoo parlor or perfect um, massages yeah i do think the hairdressers at festivals is the best thing in the Me world too. the amount of times i turn up to festivals looking like absolute dog shit <laughs> it's, just, it's just a it's just a pick me up in the day as well though isn't it like Absolutely. sometimes you haven't had a chance to shower and i do exactly. feel sorry for, i do yeah, feel yeah. sorry for that um that hairdresser who's dealing with that but um <laughs> uh, sometimes you just need a little bit of a pick me up you know what i mean and Definitely. that's good for everyone i think if you've been on a you know particularly over the summer um if you're doing a lot of festivals you are doing a lot of fly dates you know you're in and out of planes you're in and out of transports you're you know you're carting around if you're lucky sometimes 10 to 15 items of equipment if you're unlucky 40 to 50 huge carnet lists you've got a lot of stuff to do and you don't really get to look after yourself and when you get to a festival and they go here get yourself a little haircut have a massage. Oh, there's a swimming pool over here. You just kind of go a massage. Oh, that thank sounds fucking well good. God. Yeah, yeah. Just even if you've got yeah. like no time at all, just ten minutes to get in a pool and in the sun is like enough to refresh yourself. And well, yeah. refresh your brain as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know just what I mean? Recharge so, and turn yourself around, improve your mood, and get back yeah. out of there and get on with the day. <clears throat> I did. See, no, it's actually, never a bad thing. <laughs> no, not at all. I did see something similar to what you're suggesting at a. Um, a festival in the US, I can't remember what it's called now, it's in Atlanta, um, where they did like a roadie teepee, which was only crew allowed. Bands were allowed to go in at the, at, as a guest of their crew. Nice. And they gave nice. away like, um, like some electric string winders, um, little bits and pieces like that, just little tools that were kind of cool, and like little USB yeah. sticks and stuff, which was amazing. Nice. Like we went in there nice. and had a look around and it was great. But that um, USB thing is the epitome, I think, of what your brand is saying is that it's just all about making things simple, quick, and easy. Efficient. And yeah. efficient. Yeah, better. exactly. Making things just better. Just make things better. Nice. I'm glad you think that, because that, that's literally exactly what we're trying to do. And, <clears throat> and I've, 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 I've worked with bands who um, have been very driven and set up their own clothing companies and stuff like that. I've, I've, mm-hmm. And that's one of the inspirations behind it. While She Sleeps have a company called... Um, Light in Delaware. Um, oh, is that them? That's them. Yeah, yeah. That's, I that's no Lars and Sav, the uh, uh, the drummer and the singer. Um, I hope that's I hope that's not meant to be a secret. But um, <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, but I'm sure it's not meant to be a secret. No. Um, and, I've, and there's a couple of other artists who who like who have their own like sidelines. Bring Me the Horizon with Drop Dead. You know what I mean? And, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, obviously they have a much bigger platform to to launch off, but yeah. I've seen people set these up, and I've thought, I've thought, you know what? Why not? This is an idea. Let's this. It's achievable. Let's let's give it a go. And exactly. Rome wasn't yeah. built in a day. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I, I do remember actually with Bring the Horizon when they when Drop Dead started. I, I owned some Drop Dead clothing when I was like fifteen or sixteen years old, and it was literally they had like two t-shirts, and it was exactly. just you know all they were doing was like handing them out to their friends in bands to get them seen in different places. Yeah. And you look at it now, and it's like literally like a a worldwide 
high-end fashion brand now. It's insane. Yes, it's, it's, it's incredible to see that. It's, um, yeah. it's, 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 it's been a lot of hard work for them. Have you ever been to Church Temple of Fun? No, but all of those words together sound fantastic. What is it? <laughs> it's, um, it's, uh, I think it's run by Ollie, uh, right. from, the singer from Bring Me. But um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a vegan bar, basically, and um, uh, amazing food, beautiful architecture, little cubby holes into the wall where you can play N64 in, on a oh, sofa that, on your back. So that, that's, a, that's a regular stop off on, on tour if you're in Sheffield. Amazing. I've never heard of it. <clears throat> yeah, Church Temple of Fun. Oh, Very sounds I've been to Sheffield on tour for a while, actually. Last time I went to Sheffield was a uh, corporation. I do Ooh, enjoy that place. Yeah, so it's a sticky place. floor, isn't it? I know you like your sticky floors. I heard episode two. Yeah, it's a very sticky floor in there. I think yeah. it came up in, the, in episode three as well, actually. Uh, maybe, so, yeah, that, that, that's, that might be the one I meant. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, it's um, not even out yet. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah, it came up in that <laughs> one. Um, um, but, yeah, so uh, going back to standby, what, what would, everything's ethically sourced and um, fair trade. Uh, not fair trade, but, um, but there's no, like, um, children involved or anything like that and um good uh and also the, the what the one main thing i really wanted to do was um we, we, we've got a tie-in with backup which is a charity for the crew members yes yeah. so a percentage of our profits every year we started off with a, a nice donation as well but um a percentage of our profits every year will um will go to them basically and um that's the, so, the mental health foundation isn't it it's not it's not necessarily mental health but it's it's to, it's to help crew members who um are are in, in difficult times basically yeah i um, the necklace i'm wearing is is from them it's got the little semicolon on it's really cool but yeah, definitely I'm that's like very 100% cool. back in that that's amazing yeah. and and the main reason for that is uh, so my my design company is um, called mirad and it was founded mm-hmm. by a guy called Brian Leach who sadly passed away from cancer a couple of years ago and they helped him hugely in in the last couple of years of his life you know what i mean so amazing. um yeah, it's a wicked organisation they've got going there. We'll um, make sure we stick in some links and stuff absolutely. with this Thank episode you. for backup, yeah. and obviously if you stand by as well. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely, but mainly mainly backup. I think that's something your listeners will, if they don't already know about it, will be very into for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I like the yeah. fact that you just brought up Myriad. I'm just just looking at um, like this this little list of questions and info that we've got about you. And um, how, do you get most of your your clients through them? Do- directly is it kind of they're like a production company that go right we'll send you out or is how does that work no so we're we're, we're a design house as such we're, we're a collective of freelancers who are very like-minded we use the same um control services and all that sort of stuff so we all use mm-hmm. Avalites, um and our offices are actually <clears throat> above Avalites, which is quite oh, handy perfect. and you bring some consoles yeah. back off a dusty festival tour you just roll them down the down the hallway to get repaired and service but um <laughs> brilliant <laughs> which is quite useful but um yeah um, all, all of my clients are are mine essentially that i'm a freelancer i've gone out and, and made those connections but you know with mirad we, we we have um it's nice to be able to so the thing i love about mirad and the reason i got involved with them back in i think it's 2016 now is i can talk about lights with them with, mm-hmm. with my colleagues there lights video concepts weird ideas that might never see the light of day but i've also got no worries about these ideas getting stolen you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and with all due respect, I, tr- I, tr- I trust the vast majority of my uh, lighting friends and colleagues who aren't in Mirad, but... Is that something that's quite common then in the lighting um, world? Because I know... Not necessarily, but it's a bit, yeah. you, ca- you can't own an idea, can you? No. So no, yeah. As soon as, you, as soon as it leaves your mouth, it's not yours anymore. Yeah, so yeah. You, want, yeah. you want the first time your colleagues to be to, to see what you're, what's inside your brain is when, when you've actually done it. Yeah. Uh, 
on the stage, you know what I mean? So you don't want to necessarily waste any ideas by Absolutely. saying them and then they don't belong to you anymore. So it's not a case of stealing them or anything like that, but... Um, Got to get there first. To, to, to a certain extent, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's quite cutthroat in that way, but it's also quite competitive and quite... Um, we're all kept on our toes. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, that must be a good environment, though, if you're with those kind of like-minded people who are, you know, constantly pushing you to to be better and do better and think of more. It must be quite a, like an, an exciting, collaborative, um, really nice thing to be part of. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, uh, and like the areas that I'm not strong in, uh, I've got someone who can help me with those sort of ideas and then I become better as a designer and vice versa, you know what I mean? So it's a really nice environment. And, uh, um, yeah, we got, we got some offices in, in Park Royal, as I said, above Avo, where we've got a pool table and, um, oh, very nice, just a nice space. And we, we actually are not as uh, slightly annoyingly. We, um, we, we just did them up and that's where the pool table and, and, and these design, we, we've got two programming suites that you can black out. Oh, nice. Um, that's cool. but that's we, we literally finished that just before lockdown. So we've hardly used it. <laughs> Um, it. it's slightly annoying and we haven't done we haven't done our office warming party yet so i'll make sure you guys get a, get an invite to that oh and, yeah definitely uh, i'll be up for that for sure be great we'll be there we're gonna have a bar in the corner of the office let's put it that way even better perfect <laughs> perfect so you've got suites then for programming is that something that you you allow the um designers to come in and use pre-festivals for example you know how they would usually for for example at festivals you'll have uh, a programming suite for front of house where yeah. you can go and build a file. Is that something that you're trying to do in the studios where a, a, a designer can come in, program their work, and then take it out straight away? Yeah, that's exactly what it's for. And um, um, for, for the for, for at, the, at the moment, it's for the guys at Mirad. But we've we've had friends come in and use the space as well. We want it to be like a um, not necessarily hot desking, but like yeah. a creative space that anyone's welcome, you know what I mean? And, um, but yeah, it's, it's, for, it's, it's basically for us to be able to program a tour and I might not necessarily be going out on it myself personally, mm. but me to get my, the bulk of what I want to get out and express or, God, that yeah. sounds like you've done it, but um, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know um, what you mean. <laughs> I pr- program my show, flash some lights near a band yeah. and um, uh, then send it out on the road with an operator if we needed to or myself, you know what I mean? So it's just a, t- it's a, it's a, it's a nice safe space because you don't want to be doing the, the finer points front of house at a festival, which no, which I've done not. in the past. You know, I mean, yeah. I've, I've turned up to a festival with an empty show file and, and just cracked on. But it's nicer to be able to do it at your own pace, and the, you'll get you'll get a better better end product that way. You know, what I mean, absolutely. I always find that fascinating about lighting engineers how how someone will design a show and then not tour that show. I, I mm. just for me, like as a, as a front of house engineer. I guess you could do the same with sending out show files, but I just don't think it would work. Um, like, it's not necessarily. Yeah, I disagree with that. I think as I, I think front of house, you need to have your ears there, don't you? Because every yeah. room, every room's different. I don't know, That's but really um, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I I don't do this that often. If I'm honest with you, that that sort of it's very common with a lot of LDs and it's out the yeah. world. But for me, going to going to do the gigs is why I do this. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, standing in the middle of an arena with ten thousand people around you and you. Uh, you you drop the house lights down and they all and need to see that eruption. Yeah, yeah that's the that. thing I miss about that's the thing I miss about my job the most. That that first little second. Having you, hearing you say that has literally just <clears throat> given me goosebumps thinking about it. It yeah. is the best bit of the show. Is Very that cool. dim it's how it's, and yeah, low roar is ah, oh, it's very special. It's a very it's how special. I I think it's how I impress my father-in-law, my now father-in-law, because uh, we were we were at front of the house somewhere and he'd come to see the show. I was like, hey Dave, watch this, and just dropped it down. It wasn't even the start of the show. I just dropped yeah. it down ten percent, and everyone lost their shit. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I 
I like doing that with house music as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, it's um, it. And and you know, a weird part of the design for me now is as a as a production and line designer where I'm designing the show and especially in arenas, I'm trying to that that the changeover, the bit and, and the support act. I'm I'm thinking of that as well. I don't want to give too much away of our show, yeah. even though you've probably seen it on Instagram or whatever, but um like how can you dress the stage in this part of the show so that the support bands still have an amazing show and they have yep. use of the overhead rig and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it doesn't give away what you're bringing to the headliner mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. in that split second between And obviously like the, the, one of the easiest ways of doing that is a kabuki downstage. Yes. If the band, but the amount of times those fail, that's a, yeah, yeah, a big a risky move with kabuki. But, yeah. Not, but, I've um, never, never done a show with a kabuki and I don't think I ever will. Avoid <laughs> they it. Just, as a PM, it's just like, no, nope, don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> they do look amazing like if they go well if you've got that or a sniffer it looks incredible fun. yeah they look amazing it's such a good effect but if it fucks up you can't hide it it's, it fucks up you're just not going to get away with it i think the funniest thing is not i should start this story with saying this wasn't one of my shows but the um <laughs> the funniest thing i've seen a kabuki do someone did it out state outside um at some metal festival in germany oh, that's a Probably, terrible idea yeah and it just blew back up stage just covered, just covered the band and the drummer. Like, okay, how are we going to get out of this one, lads? Oh, they've got to pretend like it's meant to happen and keep oh, yeah, playing as well. It was part of the show. Yeah, <laughs> definitely meant to happen. That's phenomenal. Definitely, definitely. Oh my god! So actually, that, that's a really good point. So there's there's loads of um, things that can be done in terms of lighting and effects. Huge um, variants in in things you can do at different levels of a show. But obviously, there's yeah. a a thing that's sort of said between front of house engineers and lighting designers, and it's well, no one goes home humming the lights. Oh, I hate that phrase. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but what would you say, like in your experience, then I guess is the most innovative, like awe-inspiring, shocking piece of effects or lighting that you've used or seen used, where people have gone, "Holy fucking shit, that's blown my mind." I mean, it's it's changing on a on a well. It, it, before COVID, it was changing on a monthly basis. You know, I mean, everyone was um, yeah. upstaging each other. Like the, the last night seventy five show for me, when when they pushed the video wall back, I don't know if you've seen that. And he steps into the video wall, and there was, there was a, a cave or a cavity in there. I've um, seen some of that, yeah, with the moving yeah. blocks, but I hadn't seen that particular thousand, thing. Thousand, that was amazing. Thousand inspired. He goes up on a scissor lift, and he's in the middle of the middle of the back wall, and pushes the wall. There's a ripple on the on the. So there's a hell of a lot of stuff. And lighting and video are becoming one department now, and it's, it's yeah. Such a, and that's why you need the pre production time. You know what I mean? Because video oh, yeah. is extremely complicated to get right and, and map properly yeah but um yeah one of my favorite pieces is uh it's, it's actually kind of a really tiny budget um uh effect and it was ramstein and he, where, where till had a um a, a cheek piercing right uh, and they popped an led light inside his mouth so when he was singing you, you got this glow oh my god that's, that's cool, cool. <coughs> excuse me that's all right but, um yeah, really I think cool. I can't remember what, what tour that was, but it was it was it was really cool. And it, was, it was just done really well. He had this big neck piece on, big furry, feathery neck piece. Of course, so you can see did. the cable going in. Um, yeah. And I think they only used it for one song, but that's one to this day. Um, that's it's really technical. Bar bar the piercing his own cheek to do it. You know, what I mean, it's uh, yeah. um, which is commitment. But um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I've, I always say to people like, even if you're not into Ramstein go and see Ramstein 
And the same yeah. with like Iron Maiden as well. If you're not into Iron Maiden, just go and see them just because the production of the show is amazing. Like for, last time I saw it was probably a few years ago now, the last time I saw Ramstein, he had like a, a, a flamethrower attached to his mouth and was blowing fire at the keyboard player who was in a cauldron and kept ducking while playing the keys so the flames would fly over his head. Like, that's just People fucking insane. On a running machine as well, isn't he? That yes. Yeah. Treadmill. <laughs> it's fucking mad. Absolutely mad. And then you look at you know people like Iron Maiden. They've got Eddie, like a motorized robotic Eddie that walks around the fucking stage. Well, Muse had a Muse had a big robot on their last tour as well. If you saw that, I did not. No, but yeah, I don't really like, like Muse. Yeah, Google. Well, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, they still got a cool stage show sometimes. But um, yeah, uh, I've, yeah, randomly. Um, Hellfest 2016, I think I, yeah, it must have been Hellfest 2016. We, I was there with Bullet 5 Valentine, and yeah. um, we had these massive upstage risers that were f- full of lights, but uh, Matt could walk on top of them as well. Mm-hmm. So but after, our sh- after our show, just started chucking it down with rain, so we had to keep them, while our truck pulled round back onto the loading dock, we had to keep them upstage. Right. And Ramstein were headlining that day, and I think hate it was, it was like Bullet 5, Bullet 5 Valentine, Hate breed Ramstein. Um, so when it came to load these these risers, um, there was there was a man at the end of our end of our um, riser leaning on it, big guy, yeah, um, watching Hate breed. And I just I, I was in a rush, I guess. Slapped on the back, went, "Sorry, mate, I need to move these." And he went, "Oh, sorry, sorry." And it was Till from Ramstein in a big coat. <laughs> I was like, "Oh fuck, mate, I'm, I'm sorry." He was like, "No, no, I'm in your way." He's, he's really cool about it, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> "I could have gone two ways." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those sort of like interactions you end up having with unexpected people, particularly at festivals. Like I almost ran over Bob Mortimer once um, and beeped my horn at him very aggressively because he was in the way of my van when I was driving and it wasn't sure. until he turned around and was like, what the fuck are you doing? That was like, I probably shouldn't have done that to him. That's Do a bit embarrassing. Have, <laughs> <laughs> have you got any idea who I think I am? That's that's see now going going um, no one goes home humming the lights is my least favorite phrase yeah but do you know who I think I am is my favorite phrase I love it's that. so good if you got <laughs> any idea who I think I am <laughs> absolutely but mm. the, the thing is like a similar thing happened to me with Bruce Dickinson as we mentioned Iron Maiden yeah um, backstage at Coco I think his son's band was supporting Crossfaith when we were yeah. we did our DVD shoot there and I was I was we we had a bit of an issue with the power in the like after soundcheck. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I was running around with a big mains cable, sixty-three-three or a one-two-five on my shoulder, and I, yeah. we bumped in, in in the corridor in on the, all those stairs running down. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry, mate. After you, don't be silly. You're working after you. You know what I mean? And I think these people have been around long enough. Around oh, they production. get it, don't they? One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, like, all, isn't Tiller Pyrotech? I think so. I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where it all came from. Yeah. yeah. He, well, as far as I'm aware, he was the guy that it's he's the brain behind it all. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I mean, to the best of my knowledge, they've they've pioneered safety techniques that Cirque du Soleil now mm-hmm. use. You know, yes. where each each band member on their own pe- uh, pressure pad, <clears throat> and uh, if the system's not com- if the if the system's not complete, and you know, what I mean, it's it's, it's the, the, the it effects won't go off. So, Innovative, it's amazing. Exactly, isn't it? and to think like that's come from a, a German metal band. I know they're massive, but it's nice to think metal's pioneering the industry. You know, what I mean, there's actually it's like been a really, really nice with looking at your clients, <laughs> like having the option like or, or the the availability to play with these new toys as they come out as well that must be 
really nice actually like working in the punk world uh, i'm lucky to get working microphones again <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean don't, don't get me wrong I've, I've, I've done and i love the punk world um but I, yeah, yeah I'm, i i don't tour a floor package in the punk world yeah, just uh, yeah. if there's a house rig you get to use that <laughs> flash some lights yeah that's amazing that's really cool like because so, i've in my experience a lot of the time with with when you when you're touring and you start to bring in lights is obviously a, a higher level so usually from like club academy and upwards so you know you're yeah. on a bus you've got a trailer probably doing about a thousand tickets a night and usually you don't see anyone doing lights before that but mm-hmm. have you, you've been out and done lighting with bands at a smaller level which is quite cool i guess yeah so uh well two of my two of my first clients who i still kind of do off and on nowadays were devil's oldest soul and rollo tomasi Oh my um, God! You know, I've, I mean, like, <laughs> for a little bit, see, they're, such they're good they're people, so cool. absolute geniuses all around there. But yeah. um, you know, I mean, and, and they wanted to do a show, and like, we couldn't necessarily always afford it, but we would make it work. And my, one of my first tours, uh, one of my first rock rock tours, um, was jumping in a van with Devil Soldier Soul and a, and a box of eight little LED moving lights and a small desk, and amazing go around go around Germany, and that well, yeah. This is another story for another day, but that's why I'm really <laughs> concerned about Brexit. Is um, that won't be a possibility anymore? Uh, I don't know if How's you have, to, if you have to get visas, yeah. you're yeah. not going to get a young LD jumping on a band because they won't be able to afford it themselves. Nope. The band won't yeah. be able to afford it, and it's the next generation of talent I'm worried about. If I'm brutally honest yeah. with you, that, that is that's a that's a very bleak topic, and I don't think we should talk about it. It is a very bleak topic, <laughs> and we'll move on from that actually. So I'm going to pull something from your CV, which I saw and caught my eye. Um, so. Jared Leto (laughs) said, Tom may be the best LD we've had to date. I'm really happy with the lights, but I love our show about you. So said that on stage. Even better. Amazing. And it's on YouTube. Incredible. What a fucking amazing thing to experience. So what was it like to get that kind of uh, compliment from like a, a literal international celebrity? And also, why do you think you're better than me? Well, I, I mean, I, we we should take the full quote i think i mean yeah yeah <laughs> so definitely was, if you've got the full quote far away <laughs> it was it, it was then followed by but do you so we did this we did the show in oh God, i probably shouldn't tell the story but whatever um, <laughs> we uh Fuck it, do it <laughs> i still work for this guy <laughs> um hopefully yeah um, fingers crossed i uh, we were doing this Mars Island, which is like a private festival they did in Croatia, mm-hmm. um, and it, it was meant to happen this year. It was it was, um, it was it was planned till quite late for August 2020, but obviously it didn't happen. Um, and we're on an island. We had to get all the all the equipment on two little rubber speedboats. You know, like the, the sort of things you see. Yeah, yeah. R like, Not necessarily dinghies, but they, they had like eight seats, and then the, then the pilot, the pilot um, captain, or drive yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. uh, and then two big outboard motors on the back so we were we had two of these to get all of us like all the crew and like quarter of a million quid's worth of backline and Jeez. and media servers and stuff like that onto the island um so we cut the follow spots <laughs> it was a yeah. decision you <laughs> <laughs> see where this is going so the show was too dark you know i mean so he said that and we were filling time we had some technical issues with the monitors so he's filling time going around and like pointing to sam the back uh, the, the media tech going guys he's single you know what i mean also just really <laughs> and he went to front of house and, and and um said said that really nice thing about me and if it's true or not i, I let those words left his mouth but um i mean you've I got proof of it it's on the internet you have proof yeah but it's uh he uh he then followed it by 
they're going hands up if you think the show was too dark tonight. I was just like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. And then I just, so I, I, had, I had a talk mic to his ears and I just went, yeah, there's follow spots on the way to the island right now. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, 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 I love working with that band. It's, um, um, I can imagine you get a group. lot of leeway with what you want to do and how you bring things in, and they're probably a bit more receptive, I guess, to to new ideas, new technology, because they've got the budget to to be able yeah. to spend that. And he's the thing with Jared is he's a he's a very creative person. He's a director as well mm-hmm. as an actor. You know, what I mean, so he he knows exactly what he wants. And, you know, he's got his finger on the pulse with what's trendy at the moment and what's about to be trendy in the fashion world, and he's really quite um, driven with making sure his shows at the forefront. You know, what I mean, so that was quite yeah. nice. So that even my even my wacky ideas were like, okay, let's try that because he's got the budget to try it. You know what I mean? So, so that's a nice position to be in. And as an LD, we're headlining, we're closing festivals to eighty thousand people. That's always nice. Yeah, yeah, I bet you've got the darkest (laughs) stage. It's perfect for all the lighting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's cool. That's amazing. I I I just can't imagine working with someone of that caliber. It's um with that kind of eye to detail like i've worked with some people who you know have a similar mindset in that they they have a very creative vision for what they want to achieve with the show and they're very detail oriented and they can see when they walk onto the stage like this has been missed or this isn't exactly how i want it to be but i can't imagine working with someone who has that level of celebrity and creative talent every single day like it must be amazing but it must be a lot of pressure as well i guess yeah there was a lot of pressure, um, especially as I've known two of his previous, like uh, two of my friends are previous LDs of his. Oh, really? Um, but I, I come from the theatre world and I'm used to working with directors who are very passionate, let's say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> that was the, the, the nicest way to put that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> I, I loved every second of it. You know I mean? I, I did hear a rumour just before, I don't think it's a rumour, but just before I joined that I was, or just before my first show, mm-hmm. I was LD fifty three in eighteen years, Fucking or something hell, like man. that. So that's that's a bit nerve wracking because he yeah. apparently likes firing people. But yeah, I, I I did the tour. We had a wonderful time. He said that nice thing about me, and I would quite happily go and work with him again. I think I, I learned a hell of a lot from him. Um, Amazing. Um, and yeah, as I said, I had a microphone to his ears. He had a microphone to everyone's ears. He was essentially directing the show as he as he goes as he's singing. What the fuck? That's pretty so, talented, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um. And he knew he knew if if um, the content was like slightly out of ratio because in Croatia, not Croatia, in um, uh, somewhere in Eastern Europe, we had to cut the bottom row of video yeah. panel because they had been kicked in all day, or risers had been going into them, so they mm-hmm. were missing pixels. And I made the creative call to say rather than having that, because our show was very, we used the video wall as a big strobe, like a big block color, essentially. Yeah. And he would be in front of it, and we'd get these wicked silhouettes. Um, so rather than having the, that image broken by all these dead pixels i cut that and then changed the aspect ratio slightly of the screen mm-hmm. um but he noticed that and f- you know what fair play but he did notice that yeah. and we had a little chat about it mid-show and i said i explained you went oh cool yeah thanks man that was it mid-show, but he noticed it you know noticed. so <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, i respect that yeah no that's yeah. awesome Incredible. Uh, so we've got a couple of talking touring <clears throat> usual questions that we'd like to throw out there um okay. and yeah i mean can you name us your top five favourite venues that you've been to? <clears throat> well, do festivals count? or is it Absolutely, venues? you can do festivals. Yeah. Well, I think, I'm sure you've had this one before, Brixton Academy. 
Yeah, that's yeah. featured before. Yeah, what a fucking place. Yeah. I think I that's love featured it. every week so far. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, like, I, it's, it's, I think it's the, I think that's the venue I've designed the most shows in. Yeah. Being, and then being local to it and being um, that sort of level where bands want to start doing production, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, so I think I've, I think I've designed 20, at least 20 shows in there now, headline shows, maybe done some more support slots in there, which is pretty, pretty fun as well. Have you ever um, read the book? Live at the Brixton. No. I hands down, I recommend it so highly. It is incredible. It's about the guy who opened it up and took it from what it was, which was a derelict theatre, to what mm. it is now when he when it became like a Live Nation O2 venue. Nice. It's an amazing read. The guy lives a hell of a life in the in the period that he owns the place. It's got <laughs> some fantastic stories, amazing, amazing tales of shows and how the production worked and all this sort of stuff. Go and grab it. It's fucking incredible. I, I certainly will do. Um, he upstage in the in the bar behind the stools. They um they uh, most of the academies have it now. They've, mm-hmm. they've got the timeline of how oh, of the shows. Yeah. I love yes. I love looking at that and just seeing yeah. the history of the prodigy headlined five nights here in two thousand or something like that on this date. You know, what I mean, Amazing. I love it. That's, that's yeah. so cool. I'm glad they've done that. Um, if it isn't an academy. I'd rather walk up those front steps just to see the <laughs> timeline. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> And Glasgow Barrowlands, I love the love the front steps. Because, that has yeah, featured, got, yeah, that's featured all the, before. Oh, that actually genuinely isn't in this list, if I'm brutally honest with you. Um, <clears throat> but um, just because they've got all the Biffy lyrics as you go up. Yeah. Yes, they have. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Fun story, actually. So uh, the last time <coughs> I was at Barrowlands with, with um, Ed Warren was out doing lights for us. Nice. I love uh, He's an genius. amazing guy. What a fucking genius. Uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> have you seen that there's, they've got a disco ball in there? Yeah. I've, I've lit it. Yeah. He was the, <laughs> the first person to clean that and the last person to clean that. It hadn't yeah. been cleaned since he did his first show there and the last time he was there. Well, that's a, that's the level of uh, attention to detail. <laughs> it's got, ridiculous. Going, going back to our first conversation about the swords, when I won the first one, yes. um, bricking it, walking it, walking my way up to the to the stage, I, someone just came up and gave me a massive hug and went, I'm fucking proud of you and shook me on the shoulders. I thought... I'm, I think I'm getting thrown out here. I, I, they didn't call me. <laughs> and I'm getting thrown out. But it was Ed Warren. He literally jumped on my back. He was like, I'm fucking proud of you. He's such a and then pushed me towards the stage. It was like, okay, well, there's there's some nerves gone. Thank you, mate. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's an absolute um, joy to work with. Yeah. Uh, let's do top six then, because we all throw barrows in there. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, totally cool. fine. Um, <clears throat> 9.30 in Washington. That's always quite fun. Yeah, that's a great venue. Have lovely you got lovely your... crew in there. Obligatory 9.30 club uh, hoodie. Uh, I, I had a t-shirt and I lost t-shirt. it. Oh, oh yeah. no. Gutted. Gutted. Beautiful t-shirts. But um, uh, there's one in Luxembourg. Rockhall. Rockhall's amazing. I, I love Rockhall. It's underrated. I absolutely always stay it. in the Ibis as well. Never get too bougie <laughs> and just stay in that Ibis opposite. <laughs> well, Rockhall. Where is the Rockhall? It's next to the, the train station. Train station oh, yeah. yeah. I've not done that one. I've not done that one. It's got it's got it's 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 got multiple rooms there. It's got like a uh two thousand cap and then like an arena. And then oh, last time actually yeah, yeah, last time last time I was there was with Youngblood and we did um we did an outside venue, which I didn't even know they had. Yeah. They, it was a, oh, what, they out in the front. <clears throat> yeah, down by all the industrial buildings yeah. there, around Ramstein. Um but yeah, I think Bjork was doing her pre-production rehearsals in that arena. Which was quite cool to see, you know. What I mean, and, yeah, I bet. Um, Beautiful day. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Wacken Festival, Wacken Festival in Germany. That's always a good one. Which is 
uh, the, it's obviously it's a cool festival. It's a, a, extremely efficiently run because it's yes. German. Um, <laughs> but next to it, they have um, the thing I love about it is you can just go. Obviously, you, everyone can just go for a wander at any festival and go and find something weird. But they have a medieval village next yeah. to it where you can see jousting and you can get a drinking horn full of mead and a leg of turkey or whatever you want and just get transformed back into... Uh, back it's into, uh, back so into, back fucking time. metal. It's amazing. It's, yeah. <laughs> People juggling fire and jousting and, yeah. Yeah. Um, Parkway Drive did their, their yeah. last documentary is about their journey towards um, headlining back in, nice. which is amazing. Right. So it goes from, like, them arranging their production and starting rehearsals to finishing up as like the the weekend closer i guess for that festival so i mean i mean there's there's a band who jumped out of the blue of production because they weren't they weren't doing it for a while and then they just went oh we've got one of the biggest shows out there now yeah (laughs) how much fire how much fire do you want to oh there is a a, an incredible point in that documentary where um i'm sure you've seen like the the production they have they've got the the production i haven't seen the documentary the flaming logo they have behind it starts i think like usually um what's the singer's name uh i can't remember now off the top of my head Uh, anyway he throws like a molotov at it that's and cool. that's just meant to be like a, a, a little bit of effect and then like it shoots at fire from behind and that's what lights it. And there's a yeah. show somewhere in like <clears throat> Spain where he throws this Molotov and nothing happens. Like someone, someone, someone somewhere has missed the cue to like light it, light it and it's all shot in slow motion and you just see this anger <laughs> over his face. It's like that it cuts to like the end of the show and he's like, what the fuck has just happened? How the fuck has that happened? It's insane. Uh, that must be so demoralising. <laughs> absolutely yeah but i'd recommend watching that that's very cool as well no i certainly will do yeah that's cool so the Bri- the brixton book and then the parkway drive documentary yes. I'm full of recommendations today. <laughs> <laughs> um how many have we done now five i think i think honorary, honorary mentioned i did um i did a, a festival like a, a hippie um yoga festival in the costa rican jungle Sick. called it uh, called envision festival envision festival yeah something like that um that was that was cool. Right That's in the middle of the, really cool. like the of the uh, right in in a clearing in the middle of the rainforest, right like right next to the beach. Lovely. Wow. That's the ma- yeah. magic thing about <clears throat> this lifestyle as well. Like you were saying earlier, you know, you get to travel the world on someone else's credit card. It is a yeah. privilege, and things like that. Like in, would you have ever gone to Costa Rica? No. Exactly. No. It's insane. <clears throat> no, no, I, I certainly will go back now, and I've made a couple of friends over there, which is yeah. again one of the privileges of our job is having friends worldwide and absolutely like so we we uh, <clears throat> we were told really straightly if you go into the beach follow the path because mm-hmm. you're in the jungle yeah. um but i didn't one day i maybe I, I like cut through like it was meandering around so i cut through a shortcut Rebel. massive and i'm you know when you go to the when you go to the zoo and there's reptile tanks you see a boa constrictor yeah, you know, yeah. there was this massive boa constrictor Fuck. just hanging from the tree there, I was like, "Yeah, stay on the path, prick." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. That was a little wake-up call. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Oh, Jesus Christ! What is this? Is another one of our top uh, our t- talking touring questions? An item you can't tour without? Mm, an item you can't tour without. We've had some weird answers. Sense, Sense of, humor. of humor. That's brilliant. I like very, that. very That's true. So we've had... it, my my sense of humour fails regularly on tour, but <laughs> um, I think it's I think it's extremely important for what we do. Definitely, yeah. definitely. You need and to you not be a dick. And just it, it, it goes it hand is. in hand with don't uh, be a, dick. a sense of humour. Don't be a dick and a bit of respect. Yeah, 
We're I all just you humans trying to do a dig. Your uh, your rug that you have at front of house. Oh, that's a good shout. I, the thing <laughs> is, the thing is, I've I've not done a gig for a, a long time, so I've forgotten what's running. Yeah, I, I normally have um, some incense yeah. and my compass rug that always points north. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. But I think sense of humor is more important over, over anything. Maybe sense of humor, passport, Leatherman rug. Yeah. That's some, some sort of order. So we've had like chewing gum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a torch. Yeah. Printer. What was Jules's one? I can't remember. <clears throat> Hers was quite good as well. And a sense of humor. So it's quite good, actually. Like a good broad uh, spectrum. Your one was a fucking printer, though. Yeah, mine was my printer. Boring. Yeah, it was really boring. And I really regret saying it now because it sounds so <laughs> shit compared to everyone else's. <laughs> But no, it's a printer's important, especially especially on tour. You've got set lists, you've got day day sheets. Exactly. It's important, but it's important. <laughs> I probably could tour with that. I don't know what to do if there's no day sheet, mate. I don't know how I'm surviving surviving these, these last ten months. I didn't think LDs read the day sheet. <laughs> it's our favorite hobby. Our favorite oh, yeah. hobby, even if we know the Wi-Fi password, is to ask the tour yeah. manager what is the Absolutely. Wi-Fi password. I think that's everyone's favorite hobby. I <laughs> oh, I missed that. I um, <laughs> was meant to be going to Canada this last year when COVID started and then rebooked it for this year. And now it's fucking cancelled again, which is really annoying. But I um, put all of the hotel information, our flights and everything for just me and my girlfriend into Master Tour. <laughs> and <course> she <laughs> fucking hated it. She like refused to download the app. She was like, I'm not looking at it. I'm just going to ask you. And I was like, that's fantastic- not the point. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I respect you, Mrs. She's... Uh, <laughs> Switched on and um, lucky to have you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell her that as soon as we finish sorry, this. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. um, have you got any survival tips for touring? Like, how do you get through the day? Is there anything that you do that particularly like revitalizes you or, or prepares you for the day? Um, I, I where possible, I try and I try and leave the venue. You know Fantastic. I, mean? I try and go for like after yeah. sound check if possible. It's not always possible. No. I just try and at least just like I look on maps and see if there's some water nearby. If there's a river, let's go walk to that river, have yep. a have a look and walk back. You know, I mean that's um yeah. I think that's quite important. If not, go and, go and have a little nap somewhere and just shut your eyes, especially for me, because it's such a because mm-hmm. I'm using my eyes all the time looking at sometimes quite a lot of high powered fixtures. Yeah. <clears throat> I just I I try and at least leave the venue and let my eyes reset a little bit and yeah. or go and shut my eyes in a tour bunk and um, tour bus bunk, I should say. And um, yeah, just have a little, a change of scenery, I think, because you can, you can just go from the sound check straight into the show and that's not healthy. Is it? No. You, need to, you need to go and get some fresh air or. It's just going to give you a headache as well. Right? <laughs> I don't know, yeah. like, even just mix in front of house. Sometimes when you get someone uh, focusing, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. But, I guess when you're focusing on focusing, mm-hmm. probably doesn't bug you as much. Mm. Well, no, well, mm. it, it can it can strain your eyes for sure. And yeah. then you uh, you end up seeing seeing that image a little bit afterwards. Yeah. After, after you've done <laughs> it, you've it. But, um, and we and we, trust me, as lampies, we do get it that when we're focusing or when we're doing strobe palettes, it's fucking horrible for everyone around. But it's yeah. it's just one it's of the things. Done, I, it's got to be done. It's one of those things for the show. And I try and do. I try and time it. After everyone's set up and there's that little break between sound yeah. between setting up and sound jet where everyone's gone to grab a coffee or something, that's when I try and do the bulk of my yeah. focusing. Yeah. Or shutter, yeah. mainly shutter palettes then, you know what I mean? But yeah. as in it's like the same the- as no one wants to hear just a kick drum or no one wants yeah. to hear just a fucking snare drum. It's horrible. Well, that is my favorite song. 
is the just, just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to listen to Massive Attack again for the 50th time in yeah. a row. I've heard a lot of people using um John one of John Grant's songs, Pale Green Ghost, recently actually. Um as a, as a, a, as a PA team, song. Going back to John Grant, one of my fondest memories ever was we did the park stage at Glastonbury. And it was fucking wicked. And then we managed <clears> to pack up the, the bus and everything in the trailer and then get there for the start of the Mogwai set. And I was just like, I feel like I've arrived. Oh, no. Mogwai. What a live band. I love Mogwai. So their guitar tech, Gav, um, also works with Idols, who I've, I've been working with before <laughs> Codiv. Before Codiv? COVID. Codiv. Um, <laughs> and the amount of gear that they go through is amazing. It's They're just so much stuff on stage. I remember saying to him, I saw them at a festival in France somewhere. I was there with uh, Brand New, and we played earlier in the day on a different stage, and then all went over to go and watch Mogwai. And I was st- stood near front of house having a conversation with our monitor engineer um, and just having a drink. And then out of nowhere, just this huge wall of sound like literally punched me in the face. I was like, oh my yeah, fucking God. Yeah. Like I didn't know you could be that loud. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. I was in I was in a bar in Berlin and uh just chatting to he, he, I knew he was the owner of the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't behind the bar, he was just at the end chatting to the, the bar uh, the, the staff and just just hanging out. And it turned out he was the guitarist. I forget his name now. Uh maybe Barry? I don't know. I think, but, um, I think it's Barry. Yeah, he owns, Barry, he owns a yeah. bar in Berlin. Um, yeah. And I only found out after the fact, as, as we were leaving the bar, going back to the hotel, he's like, oh, that's, that's Barry from Mogwai, or whatever his name was, you know? I was like, oh, that changes things. <laughs> I would have liked to have chatted to him about uh, random guitar pedals and stuff. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy when that, that kind of stuff happens. I remember touring in Australia, um, and I saw on your CV that you've got you've worked with Carnival before. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh. we were there on a, on a pretty big tour, and the uh, guitarists from Carnival were driving us and i was like Hoss. wait a fucking second yeah. let's talk about you let me drive you interesting <laughs> yeah now carnival are wicked man they're just five absolute gentlemen who know exactly what they're doing with their instruments Absolutely. <laughs> yeah that's cool. what you want yeah I'm, i've got it well i've got a tour with them in my diary for for september october it's probably well, not crossed. They need fingers crossed engineer just uh give me a shout <laughs> I'm sure there might be a there might be an opportunity one day for sure. Um, <laughs> randomly as well, going back going back to Costa Rica, I've just just seen this on this on my this is the, this was the past the festival. Oh, that's, that's amazing! Cool. So it's like a little carved out of wood. Oh, incredible! That's super cool. Yeah, so I've kept that one. That's pretty cool. That's nice. I love those little trinkets you pick up from around the world as well. Yeah. Like that you just end up having from tour. Like I remember doing India a few years ago. I was there for like about a week and um, just did two shows. And we got given um, handmade bags, like backpacks and stuff were like left in our, in our hotel rooms that were like gifts from the festival. And it was like filled with incense and like loads of different, like little bits and pieces, like aftershave and stuff that was all locally made. It's incredible. Like it was not a very nice bag. Like it wasn't something I would wear ever, but it was like, it's still nice to be thought of that way. You know Exactly. Yeah. And it's something I've still got. I, I have it. And I can't get rid of it because of the memory attached to it. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's way more valuable than a bag you use all the time and uh, and uh, break, you know what I mean, I guess, yeah. to a certain extent. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, Carnival, Carnival are wicked, man. I, the same happened to me, um, uh, I think I, I think I was over in, Aust- in Australia with Bullet for Valentine, mm-hmm. and the guy picking us up at the airport was just like, I know this cat, and it was, it was us. And it was, it was like, oh, I don't know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. 
Amazing. Well, I think we're pretty much bang on an hour there, maybe a little over. So I think that's a perfect place to, to call it a day. Thank you so much for coming on, Tom. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's, it's uh, been a real pleasure to see your face fun. again. I, I can't believe we've done an hour, if I'm honest with you. That was quick. Flown by. Um, yeah, man. And next time I see your face, I promise I won't be flashing strobes in it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Um, Well, brilliant. Well, uh, like I say, we'll stick some links in on this one uh, for standby and also for backup as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Thank you very much.